Hey guys, welcome back to the third episode of Listen Sister. Listen Sister. Let's Listen. do it. Oh my gosh. I think I said so- it last week. I said let's do it. Maybe that's our intro. Is it? Maybe. I was listening to the song in the car on the way. Um, I'm a radio girl. Are you a radio girl? You're old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a radio girl. Because uh-huh. I have that radio in the kitchen. And I'm, I feel like I'm constantly cooking. for the, Like, not cooking, but yeah. making snacks. Can I get a snack? Can I get a snack? Can I get a snack? So I'm snack making all day. So I listen yeah. to music. And that hit, it's a hit right now. It's like, I got my driver's license oh, last Oh, driver's license, oh. Olivia Rodrigo. And then she's like, I still fucking love you. And I was like, wow, that would be a good... Oh, good intro song. Yeah. A good, not an intro song, but like the beat at that part because oh. there's like a beat drop. Cool. Next time you hear it, you're going to be like thinking of me. If anyone who listens is an audio engineer and knows how to make an intro for us. I found an app. It's called, I don't know if it's called Fiverr or if it's called Fiverr. Have it's you, Fiverr. Okay. I'm on Fiverr. Okay. As a personal life coach, I went to see what all the other life coaches are doing. Did you see what the other life coaches are doing? I don't use Fiverr. They make such a mockery out of life coaching on Fiverr because it's all these people that are like, I'm a life coach. But then you go into the description of what they do because it's like, oh, are other people doing treatment plans? Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a month of a treatment plan and you have two options. You can either do the treatment plan on your own and just pay for the treatment plan or you can do the treatment plan and also pay for the service of like weekly updates with me to see if you're following along the plan the way that you should. Mm-hmm. So other people, I'm like, well, what are they doing? And I go on and they're just like, I'll update your Tinder profile for you and give you relationship advice. I'll be your friend. And I'm like, okay, that's really inappropriate. <laughs> this doesn't yeah. feel like that's not professional. you should pay somebody. That's something you text your, your friend, but I guess people don't have friends. That's and not say a life, life coach as a companion. Yeah, but they're calling themselves life coaches, and the majority of them are just like, I'll help you with your Tinder profile. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. But. Yeah, so if anyone wants to Venmo us, we'll help you with your <laughs> Tinder profile. I was seriously considering because you make gigs. So after I made the first one, I'm like, wait, maybe I should go more into like relationships. If this is what people are... You could add it as really like a segment of what really you do. Wanting. This is crazy. The one person was like, and I thought this was so wrong. They were like, I'll help you write your vows. What? <laughs> like, Someone who doesn't know them or their relationship yeah, we'll at help, all will we'll help, help them, them write their vows. Make the promise of a lifetime to yeah. their significant other. I was other. like, that's so, so wrong. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. So this week we're going to talk about similarities and differences between Kayla and I, but more importantly, like the topic and discussion will be somewhat based around the fact that she's a Generation Z and then I'm a millennial. So we'll kind of get into how we handled things, but then also how other people within our generation we think handled it also. Yeah. Not speaking for everybody, but kind of speaking for our perception of the people that are our age. I think it's interesting that we're sisters raised by the same parents. Mister. Raised by the same <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have probably a few different answers. I'm sure we'll have some similarities. Yeah. But, like, it's 
interesting that we could have the same background and like moral compass basically because we were raised by the same people but then have such different opinions at the same time i think some of our stuff is going to be the same but then some of it might be kind of different shannon prepared the topics this week too so i'm going to be surprised kind of i'm excited to see what we agree on and what we don't agree on wink wink i was like she's winking at the phone and you guys can't see it i always do that (laughs) and then i have to tell them what you're doing (laughs) it's because nobody's watching they're listening last week i was like she's ugly crying (laughs) yeah all right my first one was, and this kind of goes off a little bit, what dad was talking to us about, and we'll get into that too, but I wanted to see how overall, how was the pandemic for you versus how it was for me? Because my opinion is, I feel like I handled it really well, and some of the people that were in my generation handled it a little bit better. I think it was harder for people that were younger, but then... Part of me is like, oh, well, that doesn't make sense because you guys were the ones that are more into technology in the first place. And that mm-hmm. was what became big. Um, I think that my experience with the pandemic was almost the same as like everyone's universally where you had your moments where you were like, this is the worst. I'm missing out on X, Y, Z. My 21st birthday was in the pandemic. My last semester of college was in the pandemic. Kayla's birthday. So Kayla turned 21 during the pandemic. So we did a Zoom party for her. A Zoom birthday party. I got pregnant that night. Yeah. Spilled alcohol all over my computer and broke it. Like, that was one of the best 21st birthday parties I've ever... Been to? (laughs) Not really been to, but you know what I mean? That's so Celebrated for. That was one of the best I ever celebrated for. (laughs) Um, my graduation was supposed to happen my last semester of college with all of my friends. Yeah. Some of my friends from college I still haven't seen since this time last year well, when that's we what left I mean, school. Well, I think it hurt. It so, hit you guys harder. But at the same time, I had like a very good mental health experience in the pandemic, which I think a lot of people didn't. I, I did really too. took the beginning of the pandemic as a time to like relax because I okay now I went. All through high school, all through college. College while I was in high school, my senior year a little bit. I was always working at least two jobs. I was always taking summer classes. I never had a break. And then the pandemic hit and all I could do... Was take a break. Was take care of myself and like sit in one or two Zoom classes a day. And my schedule went from like every hour of my day was booked up to literally having like two hours of my day for Zoom calls. And then the rest of my day I could do whatever I wanted. So I was going on walks and bike rides and meditating and exercising. And I was like doing my hair every day to feel good. And I had the weirdest first like three or four months of the pandemic where I felt the best about myself that I felt in a really long time. But then also I was having these terrible days where I was like, today would have been my senior formal with all of my friends. Yeah. Today would have been my last like blank event or yeah, so I don't know. It was weird. But then there's just also then when you're having the good days and you're having the bad days, there's the guilt of the like, at least I'm 21 and young and healthy and I'm not a frontline worker. Yeah. And so the guilt was the worst part of the pandemic. I think me, that probably. was kind of where I, I felt guilty at times too, yeah. but I, in a different way because I was already like being a stay at home mom. So my world didn't change yeah. at all. And watching everyone else's around me 
there was moments where I felt really selfish because Austin was really upset that he was laid off of work and his mom was really upset that she was laid off. And I'm like, selfishly, I'm so happy that you guys are here with me. Like, and I'm, I'm pregnant now. Right. And I want help. I have a baby and a three-year-old at the time. So I'm like, oh my gosh, he's home. First of all, it was such a blessing that he was home to be able to experience like Hudson just as a little baby because you don't get that you know you get especially guys they get like six weeks and then they have to go right back to mm-hmm. to work oh no I'm sorry women get six weeks and they have to go back to work Men guys get, like get nothing guys if they get, get anything they yeah, get they have to, and they usually have to use their personal sick or vacation days they really don't get any like paternity leave yeah so that was interesting and I think in the beginning of the pandemic was opposite for me. So I got really, really in a bad place, like mentally. Mm-hmm. Like we were home every day. We were drinking a lot. We didn't like have anything to look forward to the next day or anything to kind of hold us accountable. Yeah. So we were like, let's just have fun. We'll just do whatever we want and hang out. And it is crazy that you had like a whole month in the pandemic before my birthday, before you got pregnant. Yeah. It's weird because I think about you being in the pandemic and you being pregnant the whole time, but you literally didn't. No, that first month was really bad. Like, I almost feel like I got pregnant and it was like, get your life together. Like, what are you doing? You have children and you're a mom. You can't be, like, putting your kids to bed and then going and drinking even though it's, like, fun and you have nothing else to do the next day. Yeah. get it together. So I kind of realized during the pandemic that there was a – I had a lot of, like – reflection kind of during the end half of it Mm. where I was like thinking to myself I don't always make the best choices and this is like an opportunity for me to figure out who I am and what choices that I need to make to continue to stay on the right track so it was weird like it was almost like I went through a big life alteration just during such a short period of time but it was interesting. I don't know if that that's a topic that other people want to talk about. I feel like a lot of people are starting to get, like, trying to grieve the pandemic at this yeah. point. So, let's get into something fun. Okay. Oh. I'm going to talk about our zodiac signs and, like, what's what's your sign? And then who is it that you're always drawn to? Like, do you have a oh. sign that you're, you, in your life, you're like... You are too. Like, I never... Mine's Virgo, so I'll just say that. I have always have relationships with Virgos. I don't think that I have a sign that I'm particularly drawn to that I can think of. Really? You can't think of people in your life and you're like, wow, those are all... I, like, really joke all the time about how I think that Aries have, like, the most chaotic energy in the world, but then, like, people I get along with best sometimes are Aries like one of my best friends is an Aries someone I was recently like in a relationship talking to whatever was an Aries and I was like I kind of like the craziness and the little like spontaneity of it all but I don't think there's any signs that I don't get along with also I'm a Taurus and I'm a Cancer and you know my zodiac sign and your zodiac sign are the most compatible with squirrel Squirrel's my daughter. That's not her real <laughs> name. That's not her real name. Her real it's name's her, Ireland. She's not Aries. this week. She has a stomach bug. She <laughs> had to go out of the podcast. Um, but we were the most compatible. with. Oh. And dad is also a Capricorn. I tend to gravitate towards Virgos and Capricorns all the time. I that used is. to um, think that I wanted a Capricorn man. Just because super reliable. Very stable. Yeah. 
But Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's different. It's so hard to actually go off of Zodiac signs, but I yeah. genuinely believe in mine. How much, I was going to say, how much of yours do you think that you I, oh, I am. Like, what traits do you think? Like, I cry all the time. I'm very emotional. That's mm. a big, big cancer thing, is that you're really, like, an emotional basket case. And yeah. I have to constantly, like, check my... Is cancer self. a water sign? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, woo-hoo, woo-hoo, you just flop. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also a cusper. So am I. I know. I'm a cusper. My birthday sometimes on some websites will say I'm an Aries because they'll say the 21st of April is the date. But for the most part, when you see it, they say that April 20th is the date and that's my birthday. Hmm. I don't know what I'm cusping That Taurus starts. Yeah. I think I'm cusping to... Gemini? No, I'm on the opposite end, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Whatever July is. You're right. Right before... I don't know, but I don't I don't resonate. So I feel like I'm fully a Cancer. I think I'm fully a Taurus. I'm the most stubborn person I know. Like yeah. When I get something set in my mind, that is the way that things happen and that is it. And when I think I'm right about something, it takes me like a minute to get like yeah. snapped out of it. When someone is like, no, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You're not right. It takes me a minute. Like I'll get there and I'm open-minded, but for a minute I'm like... No, I know it's right. I know what you're about to say. I know that I'm right. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you're you're more chill than that. No, maybe I'm not when it, it comes to making decisions. Oh, okay. And things like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely a Cancer. I'm a little emotional and sad all the time, and then I get like happy, and then I go back and forth. Mm. It's, I get so offended when I when people talk about cancers because mm. they always make cancers out to be like we're just crying all the time. And it's like for as much as you are sad, there's some of those tears are happy tears. Yeah. And a lot of it is like you just feel, feel deeply. It's not that you're sad all the time. You just feel things intensely. So I don't know if that's just because of who I am or I really was just, just about to say, I think that I have that empath nature thing too in me too 100 yeah. like i can't even read a book or watch a show from. i don't know can you talk about hold on you just said watching a show so i watched a youtube video earlier i actually didn't write this in my notes this is just spewing off the top of my head sure so <laughs> sure 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 yeah go for it sure okay so did you watch the youtube video of uh what's his name Derek jackson j-a-x-n no. Oh, and you haven't seen the memes? No. Okay, it's about this guy. He's like a relationship coach, apparently. Oh. And he's married to this girl who's a very, like, Christian, church-going woman. And he cheated on her. And it, like, came out. It's like, you're a relationship coach. And, you're, and she's, like, standing by his side, like, holding his hand. Oh, we'll have to talk about it next week. Because you need to see the video. Did you watch the David Dobrik video? Oh, I'm caught up on David Dobrik. What it, t- tell me your opinion on... Tell me your opinion. Okay, wait. So we'll talk about the Jackson thing next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll talk about the next week. Okay. I think that... Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know where to Tell start. Tell me. I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't even know where to start. I think that at the time that David Dobrik was vlogging... Okay. He <laughs> and his friends were all in their young 20s. Mm-hmm. And they were stupid frat boy mentality people 
And with the pandemic, we're just in a different place. And we, no. And we, like, blew David Dobrik and his friends up on the internet as these, like, fun 20s vlog squad. Like, we all want to be this cool group of friends. We all want to be in this cool group of friends. But at the end of the day, like, walk into any college or university's dorm room and you're going to see a group of guys that are just like David and his friends. Like, they're nothing special. And that's why they make mistakes. Just, like, others not saying that sexual assault is a mistake like that's gross and disgusting but I think that like it's the boys will be boys mentality of David and his friends where they just like let stuff like that happen because they're dumb boys and everyone puts like stupid kids on a pedestal it was interesting when I found out because I watched the other episode like the videos whatever they are on YouTube of the people that were talking about it from their perspective Mm -hmm. and it was interesting it was like David was a loser or like David wasn't really cool And now all of a sudden, like, this is his first experience, like, being the cool guy, being the popular guy. So it's almost like when you give that to somebody and it blows their head up that they make really stupid decisions because they're so blinded. They're just on, like, a tunnel vision of, like, trying to consistently stay cool, trying to stay on trend. And then you get to the point where you forget, like, these people that you're messing with, these are their lives, they're humans. But I think his video... His actual video that he Which comes one? out Which one? The two with? minute one or the seven or nine minute one? I don't know. Just the, there I, were two. I, there the was? first one was terrible. The first one was two What's minutes the long. Second one, I didn't see. Okay, I saw the two minute one, and I thought that was like terrible. I, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was like he was like, bap, bap, I'm done. Listen, you guys aren't messing with me. Like this is what happened. I'm apologize if it happened. Like I'm gonna keep it moving because I'm David Dobrik. Like I felt like that was kind of the way he took it. Yeah. Which um, makes it feel, like, super impersonable. But. And it also made it seem like he was invalidating all of the victims who came out and said that David was a person who did these bad things to him. Like, yeah. I made some bad jokes and um, they were in bad taste, but to anyone who thought they were funny, like, thanks, is basically what he said. Sexual assault is not a bad well, didn't joke. Didn't that come out after, though? No. The reason David put that video out was because he knew the article was coming out. Oh, okay. And his lawyers, the whole I do week, think behind the scenes they're very sketchy. And if you watch the his lawyers sent a cease the and desist. Views, the views or whatever, like the new he put it on the views channel, not his David Dobrik channel, not his David Dobrik two. Is he even? He's channel. not even doing that. He has really three anymore. YouTube channels. Yeah, no. he's not really even doing. And that And he anymore. put it on his views podcast channel that has the least following. I think and he he's made a trying to get the most following on the views, which is like he's using his platform. No, again. I think he didn't want the millions of people who follow David Dobrik to know about it if they didn't already know about it. So oh, he really? tried to address it, oh, but I to his it smallest opposite. platform. I thought opposite was he put it on his smallest platform so that more people would go to that platform no, to I think add it. A two-minute video is I'm not trying to draw attention to something, but I'm still trying to talk about it to cover my ass. I feel like he's transitioning. I feel like he's trying to transition from vlogging to casting at the end of the day <laughs> do you like how I that in? yes i loved it at the end of the day the david dobrik situation with these girls who went to his house yeah. is disgusting and every single person who was at the house bought alcohol for the girls well it was interesting that trish is like well jason jason they asked jason to buy it and he didn't and you notice this is what i was gonna say in all of these views Thanks, because Jason's on the Views podcast. All of them, he looks miserable now. Like Jason. He, yeah, he just does it. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. A lot of times, like, David does or says something, and you can actually see him, 
like roll his eyes like he mm. just seems so uninterested in what's going on I but don't like watch he's them. gotten himself in so deep it's almost like yeah. he knows he doesn't agree with what's happening and he wants to like speak out speak against it but he's so trapped he looks like he has stockholm syndrome when he's there maybe i'm totally wrong maybe he loves it maybe he's the the you know what i mean the yeah i don't horse know behind i've always thought it was it weird all. that jason hangs out with people 30 years his well, junior it's because david does that to him though and then does the same thing he's making old people jokes about him well every single loser person dad in the jokes about has him. their stereotype and that's their gig that's yeah. their joke you know interesting um, but everyone who was involved and bought alcohol and knew that that girl was sick and throwing up in the bathroom and couldn't even walk herself out. She was being carried by her friends. Every single person who was there knew that they put this girl into an unsafe situation and basically I like didn't see this part until recently. Enabled so and allowed to something up bad on, to happen on to her. the seven minute video because I'm pretty sure I only saw the two minute one. I'm the one that brought this up too. In his seven minute video, it was a picture perfect, like on paper good apology that you look for in a youtuber apology he was kind of make me want to vomit he was candid i'm he waiting wasn't, for the person who's gonna come out and just totally stand against it and be like listen they made their own choices yeah like i was joking around and maybe that was wrong like that's kind of how i feel like who stand against who what what do you mean i feel like that's what that's what somebody in real life would actually do like i think it's fake when they come out with these apologies because it's almost oh, like they've the apolo- been no forced. everyone does think that oh okay that's what everyone thinks okay. i thought you meant saying that you thought the assault was fake i was like sister no, no not that the assault was fake i'm saying like i think no the everyone thinks the apology always is fake. always fake everyone thinks the first apology is terrible and fake and a big publicity thing his yeah. lawyers or his people made him do it and the second one was a little bit better. It wasn't the first one was on a like a set basically with like a nice camera angle and good lighting. The second one was a little more raw. He's like sitting on the floor. You see him set the camera up, so that's always good. It's not like he like yeah, staged I feel it like and had a script. That part is fake. Where he's like, look, they're gonna see me set the camera. Like it's like exact. That's what I'm saying. It's the picture point are you perfect. Come out and apology. just be like, listen, I made a lot of shit choices, but these people also made the choice as well like i'm apologizing for my part and that's all i really can do if you guys want to believe me and still follow my stuff then follow my stuff if you do like if i yeah. made a really big mistake like on this podcast i would be like listen i'm really sorry and i won't do that again like i just think that no one is owning up for the fact that everyone there enabled it to happen but maybe they can't that's what i think also because what if there's like actual lawyers i'm pretty sure there's no like suit going on I'm pretty sure there isn't. I, could, I, I don't think that the girl gonna be as of whatever I listened and caught up recently, like yesterday. I have to catch up. I there was no. Up. I missed out. Apparently. There was no public legal involvement, but mm. yeah, um, it's gross. Someone did tell me that we could get sued for saying people's names on. I here. I told you not to say people's <laughs> names on here. <laughs> listen. I'm going to start making up really ridiculous names for people. And if I used your name... You call your daughter Squirrel. I don't think you're going to be making up names. I think the last two videos, then I apologize. And if you want to sue me, I literally have nothing. So... (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, I... You can have all of my leggings. Yeah. You can take my kids for a week. (laughs) Please. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think that the David Dobrik situation is bad and terrible and gross <laughs> you ever see the tiktok videos where um sorry and scene 
Keep Thank going. you for your time. <laughs> the TikTok videos where the guy, like, has a mask on and he's like, what would you do if I broke into your house? And he, like, lifts the mask up and he's, like, really hot underneath. And then the girl's supposed to do, like, a stitch of, like, what she would do if this particular guy broke into the house. And the girls oh. are always like, oh, my God, they say something funny. So the one girl that I follow, she's a mom. And she's like, oh, thank God you're here. Okay, here you go. Here's, here's her snack. Bedtime's 8 o'clock. I'll be back in a few hours. Wink, wink. See ya. And, like, walks out the door. I was like, oh, that's really a good one. Like, if someone breaks into the house, I'm just going to be like, okay, see ya. Here you go. Take the kids. That's so funny. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah. I follow another girl, too, and I used this line the other day because I think it's great. And she goes, it costs to live like this. It costs to live like this. I said it to Austin the other day. I said, it costs to live like this. (laughs) You don't get to be this righteous, like, God-loving woman just overnight. It costs to live like this. There's constant prayer behind the scenes, Austin. <laughs> wow. I know. What a godly woman you are. I thought that was a really good quote. Next time somebody's like, oh, you have such a nice house. I mean, it costs to live like this. It costs to live like this. Wow. Isn't that cute? I'm going to use it. Yeah. I wish so, I knew her like handle thing. I would like promote her. I don't know who she is. We've talked about we two similarities and differences. We have to go back. We have to go back to what Dab was talking about because we hit it a little bit when I, I asked my first question, like, how did you handle the pan- pandemic? How did I handle it? That was the first one. Let me tell you what he said to me. So I'm going to get go into our messages. I thought this was ridiculous. I'm like, you're never going to be my manager. That sounds like a, these topics are terrible. So if you didn't watch last week, we asked our dad to start giving us some topics. There's going to be a dad segment every week. Yeah, a little dad's portion. Because if you guys know our dad, he's hilarious. He's pretty funny. He comes up. He should be able to come up with better stuff. Like more ridiculous stuff. Yeah. He usually hits us with a fact of the day. Like that would even be cool. Today he said something to me about how we should talk about local businesses. I thought that was kind of nice. And I, I liked to- that. But I was like, dad. Yeah, you're not hitting the mark for me. I need the he good said, content. Let's talk about emotional wellness and the ability to successfully handle life stresses and adapt to the change in difficult times. Things that you can do to keep active, healthy, an active, healthy mind during the pandemic. My response goes, that's kind of lame. Could you come up with something different? <laughs> and he never responded. That's when he thought of the local business thing and he texted it to me because he didn't want to get insulted he, again. I think he texted that to both of us, didn't he? Wasn't that know. a group? Okay, he goes, agenda for this week's topic. Best places to eat in the Lehigh Valley. Food, prices, age groups. Meh. People are going to be, with COVID restrictions, they're going to be slowly getting lifted. Everyone's going to be going out. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. Great. Thanks. But great no topics, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that story? Brady has a oh, scary moose in his room. I do know that and story. And I told him if the moose comes back, you say, thanks, but no thanks, moose. This yeah. is my room. If your scary Get moose out. ever comes into your nightmares ever again, you say, thanks, but no thanks, moose. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, but no thanks, moose. Let me give you another topic. Let's hit mm. it. What's your type in boys? That was one. But I was just so nosy. I just wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we talked about that last Sim- week a little bit. Similarities versus differences in in types. Did you talk about that? What's your type? Um, I have. So if we're going to go down like my memory dating lane. app criteria and my memory lane. <laughs> Let's go down memory lane. My criteria is. Does lots of cocaine. Shh. <laughs> No. Takes you to the mall. Takes me to the mall. Buys his own shoes while I'm there. Um, No. My type is historically taller than me because I'm shallow. And I'm a tall girl. So tall. I'm a short girl and I want them to be tall. (laughs) Yeah, taller than me is very important. That's one of that's a similarity and difference. You're you're tall and I'm short. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Not in our type and guys. Same. Same same type and guy. Um, tall is most important to me, really. Actually, no. It's like the second most important thing. And I hate... I literally hate it about myself that it's so important to me. But I don't know. I'm just a tall girl. And I always say that, like, you could date someone who is, like, 5'7". Yeah. And it would be the same ratio of height as if I dated someone who was, like, 6'1". I saw something the other day. Do you think... Of, like, if you think about it like that... like it irks them when they see a short girl with a tall guy because they're like, you're wasting him. The ratio. <laughs> you're wasting him. He needs, there's so many tall girls out here. You're wasting him, girl. Let him be with someone tall. You're wasting him. You have him. a million other guys to choose from. We only have a few. Yeah, so that's my one shallow one that I care about. I don't really have any, like, looks preferences in terms of, like, I think that's why guys, hair, guys hair. who are short. I feel like that's why guys have issues that are short. That's why guys they, who are short they know are funny. That, that is so important to girls. That's why short guys are that's funny. So sad. They have to compensate for their, but they're always so funny. Short guys are the funniest. They have the best personalities, but they're. I just can't do it. And then um, it's also very important to me that we have like similar moral compass, moral, moral values, views, ethics. Yeah. yeah, like I don't really care about if you're religious or not, <laughs> what religion you are. Can I, but do you want to see what mine was? I yeah. I meant. I like a bad boy. (laughs) With an eye. With an eye. I like a bad boy. Boy. Yeah. I like bad bad guys. I like guys that are total (laughs) a-holes. Really? Yeah. That's it. I like a bad... I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Someone asked in... um, on Facebook, because I put it out on Facebook, they said, mm-hmm. "What's, what was it like becoming an aunt versus what was it like becoming a mom?" Because with with oh Brady, my God. But so different. I I'm a mom and an aunt. Yeah, but it's different being an aunt to someone who to, you live close to. Yeah, yeah, I would say it is. So, what was it like for you to become an aunt? Because I never asked you this, and I kind of was like, "This is sweet for me to ask you." Yeah, this is really sweet. I think that because you lived with us yeah when Brady was born that was like the best thing ever and we were really really close at that point yeah because we were living together seeing each other every day we were taking classes together I was in a good place in my life too where I was trying to I like I was actively working on making amends with everyone in my life that I felt like I needed to be there for and then getting rid of all of the negative and toxic people that I didn't want around yeah so we were so close and like so excited. You took the pregnancy test in my room with I me. Remember. We were sitting on the floor and we were like looking in the mirror doing our makeup and then we were like, oh remember my god. Who else was there? Oh my god. Wait, not when you took the test. It was like wasn't it? No. It, it was, was only just you us? and I. Oh, okay. I thought I thought Meg was there too. No, later. Oh, okay. She came after. I think so. Okay. Someone else was there, I thought. No, I don't think so. Okay. All right, keep going, sorry. Because you called everyone on the phone while we were still in my room. You were like, I can't I surprise anyone, I can't wait. Yeah. And you called everyone, and it was just you and I, like, sitting in my bed, like, oh my god, oh my god, it's happening. Yeah. Um, so it was just so exciting, because I'd never had any babies around. We don't have any really, like, younger cousins. Our younger cousins are two years, a year younger than me. So 
I had never been around little babels before, but I love kids. And I was like, oh, my God, my sister's going to be a mommy. And then I was there for the whole pregnancy, obviously. And then when Brady was born, you guys lived with us. And I got to be so involved in, like, the first, what was it, three months of his life. It was just so nice and so fun. And it also taught me a lot about, like, kids and responsibility and babies. Like, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to change a diaper. I didn't even know how to hold a baby. Yeah. You know? Well, it was the same. That's the same experience for me. But I was, like, the mom. I think it's so weird because... Each time I've had a kid, what it's been like becoming a mom has been different to me. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, with Brady, I felt like it was I learned a lot, like you said, a lot of responsibility, a lot of just, like, the ins and outs of what you actually do. Yeah, I feel like with your first kid, you learn a lot of, like, selflessness, too. Because for the first time, like, this person depends on you and it's not all about you anymore. Everything in your life now. Yeah. I actually think with each kid, I've become a better mom. That's Like, I don't think that it was like, oh my gosh, three just put me over the edge. Like, I can't handle this. Like, it's more like, I always say squirrel put me on my shit. Squirrel got me on my game. Like, my mom game, squirrel put me on that. Hudson gave me, like, the confidence that, like, I was a good mom. Like, he gave me, like, okay, you did this with Brady before. You are, a, you're, a, like, he gave that to me. Yeah. And he also gave me, like, the sense of, like, having a family and, like, what that means. Because even though, like, you know, it was, it was different. And Brady, he, I always say Brady gave me my life. Like, yeah. you know, like, Brady gave me, like, the mentality of I needed to change. Hudson gave me the confidence to do it. And then yeah. Ireland just put me on my fucking I shit. always say that Brady, like taught me that there is like a different type of love that you have with a baby yeah like it is different it is very different it is crazy and like I didn't think that when Hudson came around I, I could you're like tearing up right now so <laughs> I didn't think that when Hudson so came around I literally like did not think like can I love another baby as much as I yes. love Brady and then you just do you do it doesn't yeah. make any sense your heart just like opens like I always say that I'm like it does it's not like you only have room for like yeah. one and then like you divide that and you make room it's like it gets bigger yeah like in a way that you could just never imagine it's so intense. In a um in a funnier way, you having kids taught me that I don't know if I want kids. Really? I think that my dream in life would be to like be a good mom, obviously, because yeah. I think that's like kind of every woman like and part of them is like, I would love to be a good mom, but at the same time I don't know if I want to. I think that I don't know if I want to have my own kids. I don't know if I want to adopt kids that are older, like maybe six, seven, yeah. ten. Or if I want to foster kids that are maybe in middle school or high school. I would love to be in some sort of, like, nurturing position. But I don't necessarily know if I want to, like, settle down and be a mom. But I'm also That's the so difference young. Between me. I feel like I'm, like, my... After having Brady, I, like... I was like, my purpose is to be a mom. Yeah. Like, I really was like, I have been through all of this crap in my life because I'm meant to be a mom and teach, like, children to grow up to be successful and happy. I have this fear that, like, you need to be in the perfect place in life to, like, bring a kid into the world. There's never going to be a perfect place and a perfect time. No. If anything, I think each one of my kids came at, like a bad time yeah. to 
put me in on a better path. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I swear. Like, Brady came to me when I was in a very low place in my life, and he, like, opened my eyes to, like, life being good and happy. And then Hudson came to me when I was in a pretty, like, good place in my life, but then I wasn't looking for... Like, I was at a place mentally where I was like, okay, I'm never going to have a family. Mm. Like... I'm just, this isn't the way it is. It's going to be me and Brady forever. We're going to ride it out and that's it. And then Hudson came to me and I was like, oh, okay, well, Hudson gave me like a family. And then Ireland came to me like when I said it was like during the middle or beginning-ish part of the pandemic and I was just kind of like doing whatever I wanted and sort of like was like, oh, okay, no, like you have to realign your values and get your life back on track. This is sort of a cheesy we're gonna work. This is like these are all cheesy things we're talking about, but they're kind of like really emotional, huh? Well, we really went there. Do you want to talk about our religious beliefs now? Sure. <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, I don't care. Did you? Okay. Did you? I I talked to a crystal sister. You talked to a crystal sister. Remember last week, really? The one girl. Wait, no, you did like, I'm a crystal sister. You talked to a crystal sister. I did talk to a crystal sister. Did yeah. someone actually listen and reach out to you and said, "I'm a I'm crystal a, sister"? Yes. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for listening I know. and your input. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. We should do more call to action. So she like said. That. She said, "Hematite will remove negative energy and get on the right path." That's hematite. But then there's also what we talked about, which was moldavite. Moldavite. And yeah, they said they make rings and stuff. Um, and they thank break you, when Crystal Sister. Negative. Yeah, she said they break when they're they've absorbed all the energy. I've heard that. Yeah, they break, and then that means that like they've served their purpose. And she said this is the place. She, okay, so local business place. We haven't been there yet, so I really don't know if I should be recommending it. She said Into the Mist. Wait, the place in Bethlehem, the one that's on Main Street or not Main Street, but Broad. close to Main Street. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she said Into the Mist. A metaphysical supply store. Interesting. Yeah, I did think that was interesting. Hmm. Oh. I feel like we've given a lot of shout-outs. We gave shout-out to Fiverr, Dad, we're Crystal just, Sister. We're giving people. <laughs> yeah, we are giving people. Shout-out. Um, you want to talk about our religious beliefs? I don't know. It's kind of deep, but we can go there. We've been going there. We were both raised Catholic. I still we can say that. Like, That's our similarity. We I still feel like I align a little bit with Catholic views. I do think that. Um, do you think that? No. I think I'm spiritual. I would say yes, in a I way think I'm that spiritual. I'm... I still follow the Bible. Don't you? No. Okay, I do. I think the Bible... I in think I opinion, like, like, six of the commandments, maybe. I don't I know, know if that's a realistic number. I, 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 I do like the commandments. I think... I think that there's a few of them that I don't like. Which one? I don't know which ones off the top of my head. Okay. I don't like that I'm your only God. I'm not putting any other before... No, wait, that's not the one. Okay, well, anyways. I do follow the Bible. Uh-huh. I think that the Bible is... They're not true stories. I think they're all fables that are meant to teach lessons. All of them. Because people yeah. say that the Old Testament is fables and the, the New Testament of, no. is true. No, they're all fables. They're all fables that are meant, meant to teach us lessons. And I think... So do you believe Jesus was I believe the son of God? And like rose from the dead? No. So what I believe is that there was a person that came back in the day mm-hmm. and had 
really like spiritual like a prophet yes like exactly like so i think that that is similar to what i believe and i think i'm not positive about this so any of our jewish listeners i'm pretty sure that that aligns more with judaism Maybe. Yeah. I should look, I should I'm look really interested yeah. in learning about other religions because there are a lot of things about the Catholic religion that I don't necessarily... But did you like Life Church when we went to Life Church? I did like Life Church. And I will say that, like, if you ask me what my favorite place in the world is and, like, where I feel the most, like, whole in my heart... It's at church. It is at the church that we grew up going to. Do you really? When I sit in the pew, I feel, like, a weird, like, overwhelming feeling of, like, love. It's fucking weird. No, I feel that way every time I go to church. Not it's just so there. Weird. I feel every time I go to church, I have like a really. No, there's a lot of times I go to church deep... and I feel icky. Oh, do you? Did yeah. you? Did you feel icky when you went to Life Church? I, no, not Life Church. Life Church was beautiful. I thought I I love that. church. I still follow that church. Do you? Uh, another plug. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I still and That's funny. even throughout the pandemic, every every single Sunday, I watch their live service online. Really? Yeah, they offer like a live online service now. Beautiful. And I watch it every, and I, and I like, I type in the comments and like, I just interact and I have always have squirrel or like one of the kids with me and they watch it. Like I gave Hudson yeah. a bath last week and we just, I just sat in the bathroom and watched it. Oh. Well, he, well, he was like, I am. Um, I, what was I about to say? I lost it. I think. I don't know, but I think you are spiritual, but I think maybe you had bad experiences that. Like, took you away from... I don't think I had bad experiences. God. I think that there's just so much about the Catholic Bible that I don't like. Like, I don't like the... A woman's role is to be submissive and modest. Like, those are direct quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. I don't like the gay marriage of it all. Oh, yeah. this is what I was going to say. I was so turned off from religion my first few years of high school because we went to a private catholic high school and it was like shoved down your throat that like things were right and things were wrong and there was no exploring outside of that like strict commandments bubble and then I went to college and I went to a liberal liberal arts university that also was a catholic university and all of the priests that I met were like cool and liberal and like really woke but also like tied it in to theology Mm -hmm. and then I started reading more about like things that the pope would release like news statements and we would have to dissect them for our theology classes and I was like the pope is woke yes so then who are these like old white men in our catholic high schools who are teaching us this Catholicism very far I think there's a lot of good things about it and a lot of bad, but I think everything's like that. You take from it, like, what you need, yeah. you know? Like, even those people. Like, you take from them what you need in your life. Yeah. Of like, this is who you are and the choices that you make, but that's not who I want to be. And because I understand you, I better understand myself. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel overall. Like, the Bible is, spirituality is. Like, everything in my life, every single thing is, like, a lesson like some story some experience and a lot of times a lot of the stories that like when you do go back into the bible like they do make 
they kind of like make sense sometimes Mm -hmm. when you look at your own life and things that you've been in and what this message was that they were trying to send yeah i think that at the end of the day it's all about like good and bad and what is right and what is wrong but at the time that the bible was written 3500 years ago whenever the things that were right and wrong like gay marriage are different than what they were now and women didn't do anything except for have babies and mm-hmm. listen to their husbands. I don't think and though that's like, one thing that we can disagree on. So I do feel like in a relationship that a woman should be more submissive. Interesting. I do feel that way. I disagree. And even if it's like subliminally submissive, mm-hmm. like I think you always need to like allow a guy to feel like they have some sense of control. Mm. interesting yes i do feel that way because if guys don't feel like they have some sense of control they really like have a loss of identity they're fragile (laughs) men are fragile no but i i just i really do feel that way and maybe it's coming from my perspective of what i've been through and how like out of control i was that it's almost Mm. like i also need someone in my life who's going to tame me and make me more submissive and not allow me to be in charge because when I am in charge it seems like things can get chaotic because I'm very naturally like free Mm -hmm. like whatever happens happens and and I've as I've gotten older and I have fell more into like a spiritual path I think I'm realizing that I need structure. Yeah. And that the Bible kind of gives me structure, especially when I go and like, I, this is the one thing I, when I was younger and I, we used to go to Catholic school and I would used to read passages from the Bible. I never understood them. Like I could read the sentence over and over and over and over and over and be like, what? It was like you're reading Shakespeare. Are they talking about? Like I have no clue what's going on here. And then I, as I got older and I like had more of my own experiences in life and then was connecting it to what they were saying. I was realizing for me that it wasn't a story that was like, this is, this is what happened. It's like, oh, they're explaining like a metaphor mm-hmm. kind of, of like a symbol. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and then it, it all kind of connected and started to make sense. But I do feel that way. I do, for me personally, I feel like a man in a relationship should be in control. They should take charge. They should be a man. And I am a woman and I enjoy being a mother, that that's my responsibility. So I shouldn't have to worry about making sure that like other things are controlled and things are going on like when things are out of control like a mother's job for me is to like be nurturing and loving and supporting Mm -hmm. and a man's job is to like put your foot down and not allow your especially for boys so your boys to grow up and be total fucking pieces of shit yeah i don't know if we are different on this for like just being different people yeah because we grew up in a household where the like for no better words for lack of a better phrase for this like the person who wore the pants was mom yeah so i have always kind of thought like i, I don't you were supposed to no oh, i don't you don't need want that? or necessarily oh, okay. like care about fitting into the perfect like mommy role like i would like to work and i would like to mm-hmm. 
not be submissive and live in a household and a relationship in life that's like I'm dependent on this man like I think that we need to be 50 50 in like your masculinity is great but it doesn't mean that you're any better than me or any like more responsible for xyz than I am like maybe I don't like to cook and I'm a woman so I don't want to cook because I'm yeah. not good at it I don't See, want to I do like it we fall like I fall into very Stereotypical. stereotypical gender roles yeah like because, I don't like to cook I don't want to cook I don't want to be a housewife who stays home and cooks because I don't yeah. like to do that I like to work I like to do it but I like to work too but then again my job and this is, could be going back to like who it is just who we are because yeah. I'm like naturally seeking to be nurturing you know yeah. like so interesting, interesting. <laughs> listen sister it's been interesting <laughs> <laughs> what time are we at I always check the time. I just never want to go over. I never want to make people sitting here just listening to us ramble for like two hours. Well, I feel like we could do it forever. Surprise, listen, sister, listeners. You guys have the power to take the little scrolly button and scroll ahead if you don't want to hear us talk about God. Or you can go backwards if you want to re-listen to us talk about God. They don't have to listen to anything they don't want to listen to. Do you think- They're like, oh, really? I'm going to turn it off then. <laughs> yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> I think we talked... So- we talked about how it was really interesting because oh we'll end it on this topic. So our first our first podcast we got as of right now like 60, 60 something something. Yeah. People who listened and we were kind of surprised that that many people were listening, but we figured out it's just cuz y'all are trying to be nosy. <laughs> y'all are tuning in. You want to see what's good with the what's good. Yeah, listen sisters. Y'all some nosy sisters. <laughs> this is nosy sister. Um, and then this past week, we only got, like, way less, which is definitely what we were expecting, but not... Not bad numbers, still. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. I was like, wow, people actually give a shit what we have to say. That's amazing. I can't even believe it. And a lot of people, again... So I got a lot of feedback again this week, and it was pretty mm-hmm. good feedback, too. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's so funny. I don't know if we're actually funny. This one might not be funny. I always say that. Like, Yeah, say. but we haven't done, like, a get-to-know-us episode, and I feel like in our first five, we needed something where, like, we go a little bit more about who we are, and then yeah. we can get back into the funny, I dated a crackhead comments next week. I know. I have a good topic for next week, I think. Ooh, but I don't want to spo- say it on here because then we no, say spoil it. it. And, no, I'm not going to spoil, spoil it. it right now. No, I don't want to. Oh, my gosh. As soon as it turns off. Tell me. Okay, well, I'll wow. tell you. You know what's so really exciting. weird? So this is kind of off topic, but see that guitar over there? I feel like the entire time I've been sitting here, she's been eyeing me up. Yeah. Is she eyeing me the fuck up? I think she is. Um, the funny story about that ukulele is I wanted a ukulele really bad during quarantine because, as I said, I had nothing to do. I was on this journey of bettering myself. Austin also said you were really good at ukulele and you should have kept up with it. Wow, Just thank saying. you, Austin. Just saying. That's beautiful. He said that, like, a couple days ago. He was like, I wish your sister would have kept up with ukulele and we could have, like, jammed out more. So then I got a job. (laughs) And I started working (laughs) 9 to 5. And I got my nails done once the nail salons opened up. And you can't really play a guitar or anything when you have nails because you need, like, the pads of your finger, like, the very tips. Because you get, like, calluses on them and it makes it easier to play. And then I just kind of lost it. Guitar pick nail. That's funny. So, yeah, um, our brother got me that and uh, used it for, like, two months, and I was getting kind of good at it. I knew, like, a few songs. I was starting to learn my chord progressions, and then I, now I use it as a beautiful decor piece. Who's eyeing me up. In my room full of plants. She's giving me the stink eye this whole time. (laughs) 
<laughs> it does have a face on it. Yeah. Well, listen, sister, it's been fun. Listen, sister, I had so much fun again with you three weeks in a row. Do you know what that means? Next week, we've been doing this for one whole month. Yeah, Easter's coming up. Ooh. Next, next week's going to be like an Easter sesh. I went out Fine. and got my plastic eggs. Did you? I told Brady I saw the Easter bunny. I have an Easter basket started I got him a marshmallow. for the kids. I got him a marshmallow. Uh, lollipop. I was, like, Look I was at the grocery store, and then I started to see baskets and a bunch of cute little things, <laughs> and then I couldn't help myself, so I started making a basket. Okay, I bought an assortment of candy yesterday. Uh, no candy. I didn't do candy because okay. I knew that you Listen, I wouldn't want me to this, do candy. I ate it already. All of it? <laughs> I ate the whole bag last night. <laughs> okay, well, watching I Watching Grace. I ate the whole bag last night watching the newest episode of Grace. Did you see the newest episode of Grace? What day of the week is it today? Okay, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, but did you it's see... It's Listen Sister Wednesday. Okay, so did you Grace see... comes on tomorrow. Listen okay. Sister, did you see last the week's. most recent one? Yes. I'm caught up. Oh, you're caught up? Yeah. For a minute, I got nervous. Derek's like, Derek's like I'll be here. I'll be here. I cried. I literally cried my when eyes When he was talking about moment. Ellis... Just no, just that moment he's where like, he was she's like, just like, you, like you like I'll be here. Like, I loved when he was saying that he watched all the kids. He was like, she's stubborn like you. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, and then it, like transitions, and I can't even remember that Irish guy, and then he's talking about like, whatever. They need you. Yeah, they need so you. Sad. I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. This is so terrible. It's like she wants to be with him, and then she has to go back for her children. I know, and the whole episode, they're getting closer and closer together on this beach, her and Derek, and you know that that means she's like, Dying. Dying. Yeah, I know. I'm like, is this but you it? want her to be with him so bad because we yeah. love them. They're like end game relationship goal. Yeah, and you want them to be together for the first time in years, but at the same time, you know she's dying. Man, that's gonna be like the way it goes down at the end. I feel like like when they finally kill like Meredith is gonna die. That's probably how Grace will. I don't think so. You don't think that's how Grace is gonna go out? No, I hope she retires. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they could do that to us. I think in the end, it's going to be like Meredith and Derek go off into the abyss together. Isn't that the whole point of it? I don't know. Am I just a hopeless romantic? I can A hopeless romantic? (laughs) How can you be a mommy and say that? Because they'll be older. Like, oh, you think that Grace is going to stay on that much longer? Well, they're going to just, they're just going to increase their age. They're going to do like like, a flash forward. Yeah, they'll just do like a... Whatever. I think I think overall, like I think Meredith's really pretty, whatever her real name is and Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I think she's very pretty, but I think she's aging. Like a lot. Mm. You don't think in her face just since like well, I, I mean, mean obviously she's, she's aged, but I think like in the past like two seasons she's aged incredibly. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. So you know how we like sometimes in the middle of our life, and I'm gonna we'll end it on this. I don't know. I think that we shouldn't end it. We should keep going. (laughs) Okay, fine. Another hour, (laughs) power hour, baby. We're coming in. Encore. 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 Yeah. So, you know how like on a lifespan thing, you're like looking at it, and it's like okay, you're an adolescent, and then you go into your teenage years, and then you become an adult. And then you're in your 30s. So I always think about my kids and how, like, just in the short period of time, they have, like, developmental milestones. And I forget that, like, right now, like, even though we are adults now, like, our developmental milestones didn't change. And, like, I, in the past year, just can look back and see how much I've grown. And mm-hmm. I'm so mind blown by how much I've grown. And it's, like, I kind of, like, look forward to it for you because it's, like, I – 
kind of put myself in your perspective of like being in your early 20s and you you know what the difference is let me tell you for me the difference between my early 20s and my late 20s is I'm starting to not give a fuck like I will say like I can tell why grandma doesn't give a shit about anything like why she just says whatever because she has gotten she's developmentally milestoned out the ass like grandma she's has at this place in her, all. yeah she's at this place in her life where she's like i'm gonna say and do whatever the fuck i want because i've been through it all grandma you are the coolest that's what your 30s like coming into your 30s coming into the end of your 20s is all about it's about yeah. realizing that like you can pretty much say and do whatever the fuck you want and you really stop giving a shit about what people think of you. Yeah, I do think that your 20s are a lot, like, at least your early 20s are a lot of questioning and, like, oh, big yeah. life. Like, why am I here and what am I supposed to be doing? My and am purpose, I doing the purpose, right yes. thing? Yeah. And then by the time you've had your five, six years of, I just graduated college, what am I doing with my life? Who am I as a person who's not a student? Like, yeah. by that time, when you're at your age, you're like, I am over it. This is who I am. Fuck it. Yeah, you know, you, <laughs> it is. Like, that's yeah. exactly what happens. Like, you just get to know yourself so well. Yeah. In a way where it's like, you already knew who you were, but now you can kind of put, like, words to yeah your personality and say, so okay, cool. like, not just this is how I felt about myself. Like, no, this is who I am. And then you just stop caring. Especially, like, for me, like, I know, I really, really know I'm a good person. You know? Like, yeah. I know my intentions are yes. are good. So when people, like, I just don't care. I don't care what you try to say about me. Yeah. I don't care who you make me out to be. I don't care if you roll your eyes at me. You don't like me. I don't care if you don't like my pictures. I don't care if you don't like my stuff. I don't care if you don't watch this podcast. Like, I'm doing this stuff because I just want to fucking do it. I know. I barely know what a fucking podcast is. I don't think I've ever listened to one (laughs) until after we had already started ours. I'm at a point in my life right now where I am, like, fully proud of and behind every decision that I'm making in my life. And there's nothing that I feel like is a secret or that I'm ashamed of. Just wait until I'm telling you. You just, you hit this place of you're just like, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm just going to do whatever. It's so weird. It's because... Even, like, two years ago, I would say, like, oh, I need to do what's right. I need to be a good mom. I need to follow the latest trends. I need to do... You know what? Well, today, my kids sat and ate breakfast in front of the television. It rained, so we watched movies back-to-back all day. We had frozen pizza for lunch, and before I left the house, I had breakfast for dinner. As you should. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stole Squirrel's hair clips, and I put them down, my hair down, so my bangs... Would stay in a middle part. Yeah, real. I saw that. That was really cute. Yes, I I'm actually like pants it. that used to be- belong to my grandma. Those pants are also cute. Yeah, I'm just. I don't care. You're thriving. I I I really I just don't care. I was like, bye, good luck. Sorry, you had to work all day. I need to go. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta yeah. Pass. yeah, like I'm just getting to this place where it's like I'm just gonna do what I want to do. And everybody, I was so worried. I carry the weight of everyone on my shoulders, mm-hmm. and I just do that. I carry. I feel like I'm in charge. It's my responsibility. I'm the mommy. I need to make sure everyone is okay. Everything is fine before I leave. No, you know what? Mm, you know, there's nothing. I have something wrong to do with their kids being. With my kids being with their dad. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? And I feel like that's something that a lot of younger moms need to, like, because they're like, oh my god. And I still agree. Like, no one's going to raise my kids better than me. No one. No one in the entire world is going to take care of my kids better than I would. But I need to let them be with other people and have those moments because mommy needs some mommy time. And I think I'm coming into... I also think that doing things like this and taking care of yourself and, like, things that make you happy and little passion projects Mm -hmm. make you a 
better, more well-rounded person for them. Yeah. You know, like you need to take care of you to take care of them. Yeah. You need to take care of you, just take care of you, girl. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I feel. It is what it is. Hmm. Sisters, we're so, so grateful that you keep tuning back in to listen. And this is our music part where it's, I still fucking love you, sister. Oh, sister. (laughs) Sister. Ooh. All right. Well, adios. Next week, we'll just sing for the whole hour. Happy Easter. (laughs) See you soon. Happy. It's funny because we talked about God and then... Uh, it's not Easter yet. It's next weekend. Will this be... Yeah, the, we'll do another episode before Easter. Yeah. Okay. Happy early Easter. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.